Studio. Superintendent of Schools, Dr. Matt Hillman, is uh, with us. Uh, Matt, good morning. Hey, good morning, Jeff. Great to see you. I hope people caught that sunrise this morning. Just another glorious... We had a great sunset yesterday and a glorious sunrise this morning. So that's one of the things you got to love about this time of year with dark coming earlier and uh, ending later is that we get to see those miraculous things each day. Yeah, and uh, today's going to be an especially great day, almost 50 degrees. So take advantage of that. Absolutely. And we have Thanksgiving coming up, a long uh, break. We have, uh, what? Uh, when do the schools take a break? Yeah, so today is our last day with students for this week, and okay. we have uh, all uh, students have students and teachers have tomorrow off. The district office, you know, district offices are open for business tomorrow, but uh, students and teachers have off tomorrow, and then we will come back next Monday, Jeff. M- Monday, okay, yeah. boy, it's the holiday break. Yeah, and, right. and while we're talking about Thanksgiving, Jeff, I just want to take a minute and thank our community and just all the listeners out there who tune in to KYMN. Uh, and listen to our updates on the school. You know, Mary and I and our family have lived here. We're our 13th year that we've lived here. And this is just really a, a dream spot for us to have landed because we love Northfield. And I think most Northfielders love Northfield. But we are. I am so thankful every time, uh, well, all the time, but especially at this time of the year for our community because we have an engaged community. We have a community who engages intellectually. They engage uh, politically, right? They engage with their opinion and their perspective. It's just a vibrant community in terms of engagement. And I'm so grateful for all of the things that Northfield has to offer. So, you know, whether it be our, our historic downtown that offers just a wonderful afternoon of respite for, for people from the day's troubles, uh, great restaurants, you know, great places to hang out and visit, uh, a thriving business community. In fact, I get this afternoon to uh, to facilitate the Chamber of Commerce's annual strategic planning session, and we have a strong chamber. Uh, We have great services in our community, like the Northfield Hospital and Clinics and our other wonderful uh, medical partners. And then we have great people informing the community, like KYMN and like you and Rich and the work that you folks do here to make sure that the community knows what's going on. So there is the joke that this is a special place, but it truly is. So to all those listening, thank you for doing uh, you know, what you do to make Northfield Northfield. And we want to thank you for uh, educating our young. You uh, and the whole staff and everybody involved with the school district uh, does a wonderful job, and we're certainly thankful for that. And if people, you know, people ask all the time, how can they support our staff during this, these difficult times again? And I just tell people over and over, the best thing is that educators want to know that they're making a difference, right? That's why we went into it. We went into public service at, with an altruistic nature. And we want to know that we're making a difference. So anyone listening, if you know someone who works for the schools, please just take a moment and send them a handwritten note and just say thanks for what they're doing. It's a tough year again. And uh, we're really grateful for what our staff and our uh, our teachers and our administrators and our child nutrition, our custodians, our EAs, everyone who works at school, we're so thankful for what they're doing. And if people just took a moment and sent a card to someone that they know who works in the school system, I will tell you that will fill their gas tank the proverbial gas tank to go mm-hmm. a long way. All right. Superintendent Hillman is with us with Northfield Schools. Uh, you recently, uh, talking about educators, you recently got a uh, pretty nice-sized chunk of money, a grant, uh, to help uh, with that cause. Yes. Yeah, so, Jeff, we've talked a number of times on this uh, radio show just about our efforts to diversify our teaching staff. Part of our work in terms of our anti-racism framework is to make sure that we have a staff that more reflects our student population. We know that when kids see themselves in their faculty, in the faculty who serve them, that that's a really important thing for their future voice, what they see themselves doing in the future. It's a positive role model. So we have worked very hard over the last few years. We've had some success. 
the state of Minnesota's legislature last spring uh, authorized what they call a grow your own grant. And so this is an opportunity to take people already in your community and financially support uh, prof- people to be po- uh, people of color to become professional teachers. And so we were uh, entered the competitive grant with the help of uh, Zach Pruitt at HCI. He helped us write the grant. And uh, on Friday, it was a great surprise, Friday afternoon, we learned we're going to get $288,000 to support that effort. And so it was the, the school districts that received this grant are school districts like Minneapolis Public Schools, St. Paul Public Schools, St. Cloud Public Schools. Um, there's a consortium of school districts near St. Cloud, the Freshwater Education District, and Northfield Public Schools. Were just Those are just five of the um, folks who got what they call the adult pathway. Uh, Two hundred eighty-eight thousand dollars is gonna is going to allow us to look at around supporting around fifteen people of color to get their teaching license over the next several years, and what will happen is that we'll work with them to uh, leverage all existing financial aid that they can uh, secure, and then we'll do what we call last dollar payments. So we will help make up the rest of the tuition that they would have, and there's even some stipend pieces included because anybody who knows if you are uh, in college full time and you're an adult. You probably need some help with some things like gas or books or other things like that. So um, those are that's the high-level detail of the grant, but we're really proud to have been selected. It's a, a very robust, comprehensive program because it's not just about getting people to college, right? It's about making sure that we support them through the process and then help them transition to the point where they could be hired by Northfield Public Schools or uh, another uh, school district. It doesn't guarantee that these folks get uh, an employment with Northfield Public Schools, but it, we would make sure that they were interviewed for positions. So uh, this is a very exciting grant that we have coming forward, and uh, we're really thrilled to have won it. The, have the 15 people been identified yet, or is that a process? That is a process. We just we, we couldn't start the process until we learned that we uh, received the money. So mm-hmm. in the next month or so, we'll be starting to work on that. All right. Last night, the school board did meet for the re- uh, regular meeting, a uh, last one in November. Let's talk about what happened there. Give us the highlights. Yeah, so, uh, you know, with all of the things we've been talking about lately, uh, we sometimes forget that there's a lot of operational things that happen. And so just want the community to know that we will be uh, issuing uh, bonds to uh, replace the middle school roof. So believe it or not, that middle school roof is 19 years old. Uh, there was some damage to it. If you remember way back in that hailstorm in 2006, there were some repairs made to the roof at that time, but it was not completely replaced is our understanding. Um, so we had hoped to get a few more years out of that roof, but unfortunately it's time to replace it. And so we are going to uh, issue bonds for around $3.1 million to be able to replace that roof this coming summer. Now, the key thing is that we will issue those bonds, but we'll pay for those bonds with our long-term facilities maintenance revenue. So that is funding that we already get, so it's not an additional, uh, it's not an additional tax piece. It'll be something that we will be taking from our long-term facilities maintenance revenue. It's a 20-year bond, so we'll be taking a portion of that funding that we already get uh, for the next 20 years to pay that off. So uh, we'll be starting that process of the bidding process, and uh, as we know, it's very competitive right now. Uh, We worked with uh, our our buildings and grounds department and other experts in the field to make sure that we have anticipated what we think that the roof will cost, considering all of the challenges that we know are uh, in getting materials and things like that right now. So we feel we're in a good position it's important for the community to know that we are good stewards and we are good stewards of the facilities that you've entrusted us with. And it's hard for a lot of people to believe that that middle school is 20 years old. It's almost 20 years old. Everyone still calls it the new middle school, right? (laughs) But it's been around for 20 years. So this is just one example of how 
Uh, it's not very exciting, frankly. Mm-hmm. I mean, people don't go, oh, look at that, you got a new roof. But those are the kinds of things that we do to make sure that the community community's investment is protected. Superintendent of Schools, um, uh, Matt Hillman, is with us. Uh, let's talk about some of the other factors uh, involved in last night's, uh, uh, topics involved in last night's uh, school board meeting. Uh, what's next on the agenda? Well, Jeff, I think what we can go ahead and talk about next is um, we'll go ahead and discuss. We did a couple of items that we did have last night. One, the school board did hear uh, the first reading of the uh, school resource officer contract. We have a long history and partnership with the Northfield Police Department for a school resource officer. It's a full-time officer who we share with the city. So uh, when school is not in session, the officer is, of course, on patrol for the city. If there are emergencies, uh, the officer can be called away. This officer supports students by building relationships and really creating a conduit of communication between the school and uh, the police department and the community. When there are issues outside of the school that we can uh, have an opportunity to discuss, we are able to have that communication and that support that's important. It's also about the school resource officer building relationships with our students and then also providing some important um, instruction. For example, the DARE instruction at fifth grade at our elementary schools. And then there are other events that our school resource officer supports, like the mock crash. Um, And, of course, uh, working together with the new Northfield Community College uh, Collaborative, law enforcement pathway. So there's a number of things that that partnership entails, and the board heard uh, last night the uh, the proposed contract for the next three years. Same exact contract, of course, uh, the salary and benefit portion that the school district would pay, which is about 50% of the contract, uh, goes up just like everything else does. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we discussed that. Uh, we also continued to discuss our five-year strategic plan. Last Thursday night, uh, the board met in a work session and we spent two hours talking about our strategic plan. And so uh, we have done a little bit of work on our vision statement. Uh, we've done some work around our strategic commitment areas that we've spoken about before. We've added a, a sixth one, communication to the other five uh, at this point. Again, this is proposed. And last night we really talked about uh, what we're framing to begin with as benchmarks, which are going to be approximately 14 different. It could be less than that. The board talked about combining a few of the statements that we have but really focusing on the academic expectations, the expectations that we have to help students develop as social and uh, emotional beings, then things like about making sure that our staff and our parents are satisfied and supported, making sure that we are financially healthy, and then, of course, uh, focusing on community education. So that's what we talked about last. I certainly encourage people to take a look on the website and take a look at the draft uh, that we have as part of the board packet. The strategic plan is essential because it does inform the decision-making that the board does over the next several years. We worked on getting feedback from the community over the last six months. Uh, We are using some of the surveys that we did last year as part of the information that we are using. And, of course, the board makes that final call as representatives of the community about the vision and the direction of the school district. And then what are the ways that we're going to determine that that we are doing, uh, that we are achieving what the community has expected us to achieve? Is that close to being finished, uh, approved? Yeah, we hope that the board will approve uh, the final plan on December 13th. Okay. I want to go back to the resource officer for just a moment. You said this contract was uh, discussed last night. Uh, Was there action taken? Is there going to be... No action yet. That action will be taken on December 13th. Okay. All right. Uh, Once again, Superintendent Hillman is uh, with us. Uh, Let's get a COVID update uh, from you while we're here. It has changed uh, a fair amount since the last time we had you in, just a couple of weeks ago. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, certainly disappointing. Um, you know, we had seen for a period of time, uh, three or four weeks, uh, you know, beginning, I would say, in kind of late October, where we would see the county case rates going down. We saw the cases in our schools going down. We were like, oh, we're on a really good trajectory here. Unfortunately, uh, we all know that the state of Minnesota has turned that around, and we are increasing cases again, uh, as I'm sure you've reported, and Minnesota News Network has reported. Minnesota is one of the hot spots in the country again right now, and Northfield is no different, right? And so, and the schools are a microcosm of the community. So we have seen an increase uh, in our cases over the last week. As Rich reported last week, we did have uh, one day where we saw a, a pretty significant uptick in the cases at one of our buildings at Bridgewater Elementary. We went from 10 cases in one at the beginning of the day to 20 at the end. Now, some of that is when people get their test results and things like that. But we did talk with, like, with all things like that. We talked with public health. There was not a serious level of concern. We know so much more about how to respond to these situations than we did a year ago. And so we did offer uh, to all Bridgewater families optional uh, t- testing. We passed those tests out on Friday and Saturday for people who are interested in those. They returned them to the school yesterday, and we would ship them in. Uh, we used the vault saliva test uh, in that particular case. Again, uh, trying to make sure that if we had additional positivity within that learning community, that we could um, help make sure that we got the quarantines done so that we could um, make sure that we keep healthy people healthy uh, to the best of our ability. So we, like everybody else, have seen an uptick, um, but we have the tools to be able to address this. So you know, through our universal masking approach, which is, um, I understand not everybody loves, but we know that it is a layer of mitigation. It's not just one thing that is helping, you know, keeping us uh, in person, right? It is a number of different pieces. So it is the fact that we are uh, universal masking. It is the fact that we are strategically quarantining if we have people who have been unmasked near each other uh, within six feet for 15 or minutes or more. Certainly, I absolutely understand that that quarantine is incredibly disruptive for families. But what we know is that can help break the chain of transmission because we are seeing, um, while we can't say for sure, what we are seeing is logic would say that there is probably some spread from time to time in school now. That's not something that we had seen before. It's not rampant, um, but there's a couple of circumstances where we say, can't say for sure, right, because people are doing all sorts of other things. But we know that when we get people together, there's that possibility. So that strategic quarantining when we need to, uh, as we said, the masking. The continued work on vaccination, and vaccination, of course, Jeff, is a personal choice, but vaccination is now available for people five and older. Last Thursday, we held a vaccination clinic uh, at the Northfield Community Ed Center. It was run by Rice County Public Health. They originally had 240 spots available, gone like that. They ended up giving 300 immunizations or vaccinations that day, and 216 of those were children ages 5 to 11. So, you know, if you are a, a parent of someone 5 to 11 or, or a parent of anyone who hasn't been vaccinated yet and you have questions or concerns, totally reasonable, right? As a parent, we, we love our children. We want to make sure that they're safe and healthy. If you have questions about the vaccine, the best thing, in my opinion, that you can do is talk to your pediatrician. They are the people who can give you the best advice, and those vaccines are widely available. So you can certainly go to our website. We have a link uh, to the state database that you can find a location to get vaccinated. So cases are on the way up. Um, we are getting a little bit of a break here, um, and we know how to handle this. It's, it's, it is not, it's not fun, Jeff. We're not going to lie, but we do know how to address it. Um, we also have the humility to understand that we cannot predict or completely understand this yet. It is a virus, and as we say, the virus is going to virus, right? So we approach it with the knowledge and the confidence of the experience that we have with that dose of humility that um, this is something that we are trying to mitigate and manage. We cannot control it.
There have been uh, some school districts around the state that have gone to distance learning uh, over the course of the last maybe week or so, last few days. Where are 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 there is there a threshold we need to be to do that? I, I'm sure that's the last thing you want to do, but uh, maybe uh, maybe necessary at some point. At what point would it be necessary? Yeah, Jeff, we're not ready to talk about that uh, okay. as a system. I think that. Uh, first of all, when you hear about that distance learning at different places, there are some school districts that just actually canceled a couple of days because, for example, this week there's a couple of districts that did that because their case rate had been going up so significantly that they just needed to intervene. So rather than shifting to distance learning for a couple of days, they just canceled mm-hmm. classes. What you're seeing more and more, Jeff, is more targeted distance learning. So a class might have to quarantine you know, for a few days. We've had a couple of those, right, where classes had to quarantine for a couple of days because of a number of different cases in those classes, right? Um, you're seeing in some cases, there might be in some other districts, there might be some schools that shift for a couple of week period. Now, one of the reasons that we were very decisive in August is that we, it was not a secret. We know what the mitigation tools are. And we have implemented, in fact, uh, Commissioner Malcolm, uh, and I'm, I don't remember this uh, physician's name, but the president of the, Ameri- or the Minnesota chapter of the American Academy of Pediatrics last week sent a letter to all school, school superintendents and school board chairs, basically asking them to implement the protocols that we have in place. The list of eight or nine protocols that Commissioner Malcolm uh, recommended that schools take, Northfield Schools has the vast majority of them in place already. Um, we are not doing, you know, a regular what they call sentinel testing, but pe- we do have testing available for people as needed, either through the vault saliva test, you know, or through our Q testing center at the district office, which we did 125 tests there last week, Jeff, and that is for symptomatic students and staff. So we are in the best position that we can to make sure that we prioritize uninterrupted in-person learning. That doesn't mean that every kid gets to stay every day, right? Kids are sick. Some kids need to be quarantined. from. But we're talking about the holistic nature of prioritizing in-person learning. We have all of the tools, nearly all of the tools that are recommended available because we are going to do everything that we possibly can to keep kids in school because we know for the vast majority of kids, distance learning creates a different set of public health issues. And so we are working closely with public health uh, the kinds of increase we saw last week, a year ago, would have set off significant alarm bells o- across this year, much more diff- a much more different approach to how we're working with that. So, again, I am, I've had to ask for 20 months, and I'm actually tired of asking for it, mm-hmm. which is, but I am grateful that people, uh, we ask for your patience, we ask for your grace and your forgiveness as we continue to try to do the best that we can um, to, again, to manage uh, a, a virus that does not want to be managed but we will do everything that we can uh to keep uh, our students in school and if we have to make some tough decisions we have demonstrated time and time again that we are not afraid to make tough decisions based on the current situation but we can all do our part right stay home when you're sick make sure you wash your hands wear a mask when you're in public uh, in a crowded place uh if vaccination is something for you, make make sure you're informed about vaccination. I have no problem with people making their own decisions, right? But make sure you're actually informed about the facts about vaccination. Consider vaccination. If you've already been vaccinated, consider getting a booster shot. That's what the experts tell us is helpful. So again, we have a great community who rallies around each other, and I'm proud of the work that we've done so far on this. Superintendent Hillman, thank you so much for joining us. We certainly appreciate it, and we'll talk again in a couple of weeks. Always my pleasure, Jeff, and Mm -hmm. happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Superintendent of Schools, Dr. Matt Hillman.